to the XD Experience. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. All they do is taking a drink to take to go to sleep. For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Hello. My name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. <laughs> you may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. It's time to commit to finding the answer to search for life beyond Earth. Have a nice cold pint and wait for all this to blow over. What is up? We're here. We are here. Episode up, 82 man? of the XD really? Experience. Really? 82? 82. We're getting old, man. Yes. Uh, if I sound... Who's going to throw us a party? I don't know. Around, We'll be at like around 100 by the time we possibly go to Walking yeah. Dead or the Living Dead Fest. We're going to have a party. So, yeah, we're going to drink Someone it Someone bring some cake. Yeah. <laughs> and some beer can chicken. Some steak. <laughs> steak, steak, steak. Uh, I'm testing out a new mic, so the levels might not be perfect this week, but I will get them ironed out. And you have a mic coming as well, and then we'll get all that ironed out as we get to use them a little bit more and yes, see how, we where we got to stand with them and how they work and all how that. How we got to so stand with them. It's a new condenser mic, so it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but hey, that's just the way it that's is. That's the way it is. That's how you that's handle That's the way life. the cookie crumbles. So anyway, we now got a lot of stuff. I a fucking cookie, thanks. I do too. Uh, we have a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about tonight. We have... Huh? I said yes. I thought you told me to shh. No. I was like, why would I shh? So we got a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Robot. Yes. We're going to be talking Suicide about... Squad. Suicide Squad. We're going to be talking about our topic, John... Or Long John Nebel. Yeah. I guess you could say. Long John, John Nebel, or known as Long can John Can I just call him Long Nebel. John? Sure, you can call him Long John if you want. <laughs> um, we, have, we have that. We're going to be doing some trailer stuff. And some news and off our Facebook. Clip, and you got a clip. today in history something happened. Today in history something happened, huh? On August 8th, 1974. All right. So um, let's start. If you can find us on Facebook, yes. uh, Instagram, YouTube. We just did a YouTube video together. Yeah. Yesterday I put one out. Um, you can go find that over. Just search the XD Experience on YouTube and you'll find it. Um, subscribe, please. Subscribe it. Yep. Subscribe it and share it. That'd be awesome. Uh, so yeah, so, so you can check us out at xdexperience.com. Yep, Twitter, and um, Instagram, Facebook. and you can call us at one eight zero two four eight three three six eight two. Call and leave us a voicemail, please. Yes, call and leave us a voicemail. That'd be awesome. Yes, yeah, so we I do. Hear your voice. We do have some beer. We're gonna wrap up some of the stuff that we've had since. So this is the backseat uh, burner, I guess you could call it. Backseat burner. Backseat burner, and uh, what are you using? My critter. Oh, your critter cutter thing. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> This is the one. This is the bottle opener I bought you. Yep. It's Washington D.C. Yes, yes. You notice that thing's almost full, right? Yes. Actually, I have an idea for them, because I seen it in a store and they wanted like sixty bucks for it. I was like, hell no, I can make it. I was thinking about <laughs> taking like some of that pallet wood we have extra, building a little thing, and then writing XD in bottle caps. Well, see, I was thinking of a shadow box. That'd be cool. Yeah. So I one see, of us will I, do something yeah. with it, I'm sure. We have enough. We could both do something. <laughs> Probably. I mean, that thing's almost full of, of bottle caps we've been saving. So, um, yeah. So you yeah, probably so sell them, we, too. Maybe. Let's get creative, bitch. That's right. Uh, so we got that stuff we're going to be talking about. So why don't we start off with talking about Suicide Squad okay. first? Okay. Let's start off let's, with Suicide let's Squad. Let's do it. So I went and saw it with the kids uh, this past weekend. You uh, watched it at home, I guess? Yes, I watched it at home. So you watched it at home. So... 
this, there was a lot of hype going into this movie, but we all knew that this movie was going to have some problems because they had to do reshoots. Yes, reshoots. The studio took control. The studio took control. They wanted from to make there. it more funnier. Yeah, there was the trailer. About four months ago, we started hearing grumblings of some problems that they yeah. they didn't. Well, like. after Deadpool was released, I guess they wanted to try to bring more comedy. Yeah, more comedy because the trailer showed more comedy than I guess that the studio was like, no, you know, we have to reshoot this. To make yeah. it more like Guardians did, of the Galaxy type of feel. They did like four, I think it was like four weeks of reshoots yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, and you can bit. tell. Yeah, you can see in, in, in the, <laughs> there's some parts that are edited down and chopped up that you're like, well, they obviously cut something yeah. out there. Um, so why don't we start with the characters them themselves? Okay. Uh, we got the main three. Let's start with the main the main yeah. three. We have Deadshot, played by Will, Will, Will Smith. Smith. He was great. I actually think he was fantastic. He was great. He was great. He really was... Re- his acting, his acting was, was superb. some of the best that he's yeah. done in a very long time. So I really liked his character. I, I did think like his character. He sold, he sold everything for me. And he was funny. Yeah, and he was funny when he needed to be, but yeah. serious when he needed to be. But I, so I really liked his character all around. Let's go to uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, Margot Robbie played, played her. I thought, to me... Hot she, as fuck. She brought... Harley Quinn she did, to the big screen. But I can't complain anything she did. It got a little bit annoying. As a guy, it didn't to me. I know, but I mean, I I mean, I think she was a bright spot in the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I, I actually wish like, they would have used her more. I felt yeah. like she faded away toward, toward Honestly, the end of the movie. Like I, they could have done without all that bullshit and just had like Deadshot and Harley Quinn and her demented love story with Joker. Yeah, but okay, better. so we'll get into the other characters because I actually liked all these characters. I think they actually put together a group of characters that I actually gave a shit about, whereas a lot of these movies that try this thing have characters that really don't even need to be there or I don't give a shit about. But um, So let's go to um, Jared Leto's Joker. Uh, didn't see enough of him in my yeah. mind to really give judgment on him. That was a disappointment that we didn't that have was really a, a whole lot. Yeah, and of he says Leto. that he made enough. He shot enough scenes to make his own standalone movie. And honestly, I would love to see that because he's, he's made it clear that they they cut a lot of his. Yeah, scenes out. I mean, and you can tell, like all of a sudden, like you know, well, Harley Quinn goes bad, but then in a snap of finger, she's you know, like her, like Joker's her pimp. Like it was that scene when they're in the when the club. That was a little like. And then when the Joker, when the plane... Did, that scene was fine, but it didn't make sense in the context of where it fell in the movie. Like, yeah, that's I feel what I'm like, saying. Like, I feel like that scene put in at a different spot or woven in at a better area would have made more sense. It didn't play well. Is, yeah. Is my, I think the it, scene itself that, was fine, but I just didn't play well in that spot. And that was a lot of problems with that movie. It didn't play well. It was it the was editing. Choppy. Yeah, the yeah. editing was bad. Um, so then we let's move oh, on to... Oh, and I didn't like his one quote when he was like, when the plane gets hit and he's like, this bird is baked. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but that's straight out of comic books. I don't care. It was just so cheesy the way he said it. Now I did like some of the noises he made when he laughed. Yeah, and I like, didn't mind the bird. And like when like thing. he like put like um his hand over Harley Quinn's face and like you hear him making like these weird noises. I did like that. Yeah. So I mean to me I can't there wasn't enough for him to give judgment on. I felt like I mean total time in this movie he was probably in it ten minutes, if that. Nah, I think about fifteen. If that, I would like to see total time of him in there because there uh, most of his scenes are less than a minute. Yeah, and there's only three major, maybe four major scenes, so that's like four minutes right there. None of his scenes, I guarantee you, went over a minute. Mm. I'll look it up in a little bit, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that I'm, there's. I'm pretty sure probably about twenty minutes. I don't know. I'll involved th- the Joker. I'll look. I'll look that up because I'm curious actually. But so let's move on now. So we got Captain Boomerang. Actually, really like this character a lot. Yeah, he was funny. Um, he had a can. Um, this is gonna be spoiler free. Free. He had a nice cameo from a Justice League member that mm-hmm. fit in the plot that I really liked. Where they put that cameo 
Um, and it kind of gives you a little nod toward the, the Justice League coming. Yes. So, but I, I think that guy was, was really good and really funny. Uh, apparently, he, my daughter said he was in the Divergent series or something. I don't really know. But yeah, he, he was. He was, re- like, in, but she said she hated him in that. Yeah. But in this, it worked. <laughs> like, he was funny. Like, I actually, like, was like, oh, I'd like to see more more him. Yeah. Um, Diablo, I really liked his character, especially when we found out how he went from being, you know, bad to into this transition. My only mm-hmm. problem with it was toward the end, where'd he go? Yeah. I know what happened. But and nobody like, gave a shit. Nobody ha- nobody questions where he is, where his body went. Yeah, it's like weird. Um, towards the end, like, you know, he totally does like a 180 and he's like, don't mess with my friends. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like I said, spoiler free. We're not going to give spoilers. Yeah, but I was just, just, I didn't, once again, I think editing handicapped that character. Yes. Because I liked that actor. He played that character very well. Um, moving on to um, Rick Flag, I mm-hmm. thought that was another one that was well casted. It was. He did. He did fine. He did exactly what he needed to do. Um, I can't. I, I cared about his character more than I cared about the person that he cared about, which was a problem for. Yes, for which is the major problem. problem with the movie was the villain. The I'm villain. not going to say who the villain is, but we're just going to you know kind of walk around this spoiler-free review here. Um, next up. Who else we got? We got uh, Griggs, played by Ike Barinholtz. Really liked that character a lot. Ike Barinholtz is a funny dude. He really did good. Just didn't understand why him and the Joker had to meet at some point. It was like, all right, it's it, once again, editing. Yeah. Um, but his character was funny. It was good. I really liked that. Um, are we? Who are we forgetting? Are we forgetting? So Entra- Enchantress. Yeah. That was the, the to me one of the spots where I felt like I think the casting was fine, but everything else around her didn't work. Yeah. And like I said, spoiler free. We're not going to give any spoilers. I feel. I just feel like that they they dropped the boat on Enchantress. Yes, they did. Um, I didn't like anything about the character. I thought it was cheesy. I, I like the actress, and I, I liked her the, as June Moon. I thought, but the, I didn't yeah, give a shit the about CGI her. CGI was in, for me. CGI is a big thing, you know. Um, so I don't mind CGI. The CGI was terrible, though. You, you there's certain directors that can do it, and they do it right. Entran- Enchantress was ridiculous. Yeah, it reminded it all, me. Like, it was blue smoke Yeah, that's exactly and, like, like Ghostbusters, though. That's the new thing that they're doing. Look, you're going to see that in a ton of movies Yeah, I up. mean, <laughs> but there's ways to use it and ways not to. And it was just really cheesy, like, the way she's, like, the stuff she said. And then, like, towards the end, you know, you think that she's gone, but then, she, you know, and it's, 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 it's one of those things where, like, okay, they so just, she survived, like, really? They just didn't. Wait, <laughs> spoiler-free review here. I, I didn't say. You just said she survived. But I didn't say. <laughs> so, um... You know, uh, to me, they they did not do well writing that character. That was my biggest problem with Enchant- Enchantress. Um, moving on to uh, who else we missing here? We did did we do all this, the Suicide Squad cast? I think so. Yeah. I feel like we're missing somebody. Oh, Killer Croc. Killer Croc go. was fine. The only weird part about Killer Croc was when he went to crawl down into that sewer. It looked weird. Re- re- yeah. Watching a guy get on off wars was really weird. Um, I, he wasn't in it like a ton, so I can't say like, I mean, it was, he was fine for what he did. Like yeah. he, he served his purpose in that movie and that was it. So I can't say that like, I'm upset with Killer Croc. Um, Amanda Waller, uh, Viola Davis did a fantastic Viola Davis. job. She's great. Yeah. I, I can't say that, she, you know, I, like I, I said, love her and everything she does. I think, um, I think the casting in this movie was fine. I think the acting in it was fine. I think where every where it's the where, writing and the directing. I don't even mind the, the writing studio. per se because I felt like they wrote some really cool character moments in the movie. It just didn't. I think editing was the biggest problem, and that it tro- didn't flow. When you well, that's that's the e- editing. When, yeah. when when you write a story out and then you shoot it and then they go back and chop stuff out. 
you're missing chunks of something that was supposed to be there. So I think the writing was fine because I thought the lines that they wrote for each individual characters were all fine. They all made sense. Like I didn't have a problem with that. Um, and in fact, I thought some of the, the writing was really good because they went into these detailed stories like with Deadshot but and see, Diablo. That's another one of my problems. They rushed it. Like the first 20 minutes was like rushing to get you to know these certain characters. Well, that's because they got one movie to do it. But I'm saying, like, they there isn't a part two. I know, but they should have just. So they got two hours to tell a story. Yeah, but see, that's the problem. That's Don't the pr take on too much. But that's the problem with movies today. Period. Yeah. That's why television. So I, that that's in every movie. I thought Ultron was rushed. Iron Man Two was rushed. I can see her name a ton of movies that are rushed. Yeah, I mean, we had this conversation earlier. Which but is it why was like, TV the whole, plays better to these stories. The whole 20 stories. minutes. Like, they should have did, like, you know, like kind of like what they did for uh, Civil War, where they released who Black Panther was on YouTube or something. And then, you know, yeah, but something see, like that. The difference between Civil War is there was 15 movies le leading up yes, to it that already introduced you to 95 DC's biggest of the problem is they're rushing. I don't even think they're rushing. They are. I just, I just don't think the content is as good as everybody thinks it is. I think it is. It's there. The content is Why there. Why is every movie flopping? Because of the studio taking over control. That's okay. the main thing. I mean, you look at Fantastic Four, and what was the other one they took control over? Well, the reason why we didn't even get Deadpool for many years was because the studio wanted to take control, and Ryan Reynolds said no. All right, so, okay. So, Man of Steel come, come, comes out. Let's, mm -hmm. uh, let's go back a little bit. Let's, go, no, let's not include the Nolan Batman stuff, because that was done exclusively by him. Yeah. Even though it was Warner Brothers, he had his say in it. So let's start looking at the newer DC movie, movie, starting from Superman Returns with Brandon Routh. Mm -hmm. People hated that movie. That movie that wasn't touched by the the um, people. The Warner Brothers had nothing to do with that. Man of Steel, people had problems with that. Wasn't touched by the people. Um, Batman versus Superman wasn't touched by the people. Yes, or, it, it was. It got into it lay later, <laughs> but we still had two and a half hours of content. That wasn't very good, yeah. right? So I just think that you have great characters. DC has great yeah, characters. Yeah, they have the greatest villains. Not the even just characters, but villains. The DC is known for their villains. I mean, if you look at Marvel's villains, they're terrible. Yeah, Marvel has <laughs> shitty villains. But the thing about Marvel is they know how to weave a story together, make right. it look realistic, give you like an aspect okay, that you actually so care about the characters. In this Suicide Squad, I didn't give a shit about any of the characters. But they were villains trying to be heroes. But and see, I think they that's weren't coming the off that way. They were more villains trying to be villains trying to get off out of jail. Not all of them. It wasn't about being a hero. Well, to a point. I mean, Deadshot wanted to do do something because he wanted to, he had hopes he was going to get back. What, what, what I'm saying is, there's been a lot of DC stuff that hasn't been touched by like Warner Brothers that have been that people have said have been crap. But the so last I'm just three starting to wonder. By Warner Brothers. I'm just starting to wonder if. Maybe DC stuff isn't good enough for, for the big screen. No, it is. Then why DC hasn't anything has been, around, been good? DC has been around forever. So, I mean, you go back to Jack Nicholson, even before then, the, the Joker and the Batman and, and Superman, they've always been there. The problem is they don't know how to make a correct movie. The content's there. I, it's just I don't harder, think, I think. I don't think their stories are made for movies. I think their stories their stories are better put on television, which is and why that Flash is true. has been That's so well. That's why it's so better on TV. But at the same time, these movies are... We're getting... With DC, we're getting these movies that were like, oh, it's just another comic book movie yeah. type of feel. But I get, like, the feel, I get the feeling with a lot of movies now. Like, uh, to me, um, Age of Ultron was that way. 
X Men Apocalypse. Why I like I I liked Suicide Squad. I liked X Men Apocalypse. But to me, they're exactly the same movie. Exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You watch them, they're like it's it's the same thing. We've seen it a million yeah. times over. Um, Thor one and two. There's a lot of movies that are the exact same thing that we've seen in Suicide Squad. But I think we start com- we, in our subconscious mind, not what you're thinking, but in your subconscious mind, you expect this up here. People expect Civil War. They expect uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Not everything's going to get that high. But see, that's you know? my thing. There was nothing in Suicide Squad where there was like a climax. Where you were like, ah, oh, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have that ah moment that you do in a lot of other movies. Like literally, I felt like we were just watching an experience banded trailer because every scene that was in the that they released to us was in that movie it just felt like they added more detail onto the scenes that they already released yeah but it was an expended because uh, there was no there was no climax there was no you know okay having okay, said that it. you love the trailer yeah so why didn't you love the movie because of the ch- the editing the cgi okay. the acting i didn't really care for a lot of the acting see i don't um, i can't see I've I've I went ahead last night. I watched two plus hours of reviews, and not a single person said acting, but you. That's why I'm curious. I, on yeah, how, I what, what about like the acting? Like, what about it? Didn't you like? like? It was just who was bad? Whose acting was bad? I'm curious because I. But he only said like six lines. He was bad. Even Harley Quinn was bad I don't at times. Think she, I didn't think she was bad. Yes, she was. She got super annoying really fast. Really uh, fast. I don't know. People and say like, you got like, annoying at the, when we first started the show. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. So I don't. But. That's a, to me, that's an opinion? Yeah, that's my opinion on this movie. I, I give it a D-plus for trying. I'm glad they're getting more characters out of DC that they, we I, haven't seen. I think... And that, you know, the Joker was more of like a like a back piece than more of like, you know, a frontal view of that, if you get what I'm saying. I think this movie would have been better off if the, if the studio didn't get involved in it and let David Ayer do his thing. I think the footage was good enough that we could have had a better move, uh, movie if they didn't try and fuck with yes. it too much. But, like I was telling you earlier, in a world without Suicide Squad, I'm happy that they made it. So, like, will I watch it again? Yeah, I'm going to take my youngest daughter who hasn't seen it the next weekend to mm-hmm. see it. It's it's worth the money you pay. To, it's worth the eight bucks you go and spend on, on it. It's not a complete piece of trash. Because I can name you 15 comic book movies that are as good or worse. Yeah. I you mean, know? you look at Wolverine Origins. Terrible. Yeah. You I mean, know, there's a the ton older, of them out, out So, there. I know that there's terrible movies, but... This was supposed to be like DC's redemption. I didn't look at it that. I never looked at it that I way. Did, so I, I did. I did because understand. I was excited because I wanted DC to actually make a good film. And like 20 minutes into it, I was ready to turn it off. Now, luckily, I didn't because it did get better throughout. But it was just them going through like abandoned buildings, shooting these weird fucking creatures that were bad makeup and CGI. Like, I just, I didn't. I don't know. I to me, I'm, I'm, it's it's not perfect, and it's not a movie that's going to like you know do anything crazy. But I think, I think it deserves a little bit more credit than it's getting. I honestly do because, like I said, if you compare it to other movies that people praise the high heavens, it's just as good. I just feel like they wanted it. The it's, studio it's, it's, wanted it to better, be something different. It's better than Man than of Steel. It it's better than Man, Man, Man of Steel. It's better than Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. It's better than... I told you, I didn't like any of those movies. But you didn't even see Batman vs. Superman. Yes, I did. Okay, what, hap- <laughs> what happened when Doomsday turned? I seen it online, like, forever ago. Okay. I didn't really pay attention. Um, so, <laughs> I... the what I'm, what I'm getting to is, this is probably the best Warner Brothers DC movie since Man of Steel. Like, it's, it's the best thing that they've done since they've rebooted this franchise. But that's not franchise. saying a lot. 
It's saying something because it could have been worse. <laughs> Honest, a D plus. That's what I give it. I think, I think, I I give it a C plus. And that's only I think, because I think they did it. All right, job. Will Smith and Harley Quinn. But I, I mean, I give, I, I have to say, I give it a C to a C plus because I really enjoyed, I, I walked out of there like, okay, it set me up more for the justice league. So now if, if this is, if, if man of steel is the lowest, the they keep bat- trying to, uh, we're like, oh, okay. Now this adds to this and this adds to this, but it's, all shit movies. That's the problem with DC. They're not upping themselves. I think they've gotten better with each film. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. When you, if you go back and you watch Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, they've gotten better with each film. Each film has gotten progressively better. Although I do think Man of Steel is better than Batman vs Superman. That's just my opinion. But I think this is probably since they rebooted this universe, this is the best thing that, that they've done. I didn't feel like I was cheated. I walked out of there seeing exactly what I thought. I, look, I went into this movie knowing it wasn't going to be the greatest thing in the world. I mean, that's how I went you know, into I it. I went into it with, like, media. I went into it with open mind. was like, eh, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I left there thinking, all right, it wasn't as bad as what the... It's, it's not... It's not as bad as the critics say. The only reason why I can't give it a C is because I... There's too many negatives. There's too many negatives with it. Like, they kept the Joker all hush-hush for no reason. Okay, which I, I don't care really about, whatever. He's, you know, in the four background, whatever. But, you know, the editing was terrible. They didn't use the music right. Like, they wanted to do, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy type of thing. They didn't do it right. And but that's what they tried to I do. Think, I think in that, I think they were worried that if they used the music too much, they were going to be copying off of, uh, but you know. the way, like, okay, I just felt like I was watching an expanded trailer. Like, every almost every scene in that movie we had already seen. No. In in trailers and leaked footage. I agree. Where we got we got a lot in in the trailers and the movie didn't have a whole lot. I I just there's a what I'm trying to say is like compared to other movies, there's a lot worse out there than this is getting. Um, this isn't getting enough credit for what it did versus what other movies that got higher praise and higher credit credit. Yeah, got. I mean I agree with that. I don't think we should all listen to the critics, especially Rotten Tomatoes. They always give everything fucking negative. But I mean, for the movie, a D, a D plus. And um, I, Batman was in this more than I thought, and I thought once again I want to see more of Ben Affleck as Batman. Well, I yeah, love the his Justice character. League looks fucking amazing. The trailer for that. Now that does. Out. So yeah. if that comes out and is complete trash, then I'm going to be pissed. Suicide <laughs> Squad is exactly what I thought it was going to be. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So okay. it was. It did exactly what I thought it was going to do. Like I knew it was going to be a mess. Going. Going it into I the- thought it had promise. They had the great actors, you know, they had the story there, they had everything. Do you know who was originally supposed to be Rick Flag? No. And he was cut because he had to make the Revenant? Oh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy yeah. was originally supposed to be yeah. Rick, Rick Flag. Luckily, he didn't. <laughs> who knows? It might have been a different <laughs> and movie. And I heard um, that another reason why he didn't do it was because he doesn't get along with Will Smith. That could be true, I don't know. But yeah. I love Tom Hardy. So, I mean, I'm trying to see what I mean, he was already Bane. I'm trying to see what uh, his screen time is in that movie. What, Jared Leto? Yeah. I think it's like 20 minutes, they said, like 22 minutes or something like that. Let's see, Leto's screen. But, I mean, okay, it's not a terrible movie, but it's forgettable. I think parts of it are forgettable, but I don't think the whole entire movie's forgettable. I don't think the. Ca- see, okay, the movie itself, yes. The actual story of the movie, very for- forgettable. The characters, I think they did a really good job bringing those characters in 
and like making us care about them in the little bit of time that they did because see marvel's like refined how they do all this where they bring a character in slowly and they build and they build mm-hmm. and they build other than like you know ant-man or or um you know guardians of the galaxy where they were hits right right off the bat yeah. but yeah we had to take time to get to know you know chris e- evans as captain yeah i America. mean it started off with robert Downey jr mm-hmm. you know doing iron man and then it led up to you know other people and then you know for the longest time we didn't even think that we were actually going to get an avengers because that's just they added too many high name people you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't compare marvel and dc the problem is marvel has leto appears in 14 minutes and 39 seconds 14 minutes 14 minutes and 39 seconds i said about 20 you said about 10 so so that's how much time <laughs> he appeared and uh he originally had shot a lot more um yeah so, i mean and i feel bad for him like that's fucked up I, I don't feel bad for him because i feel like if because they have not said if they're going to do another thing with him as a joker in it or harley or any of these characters um if they do decide to do a joker movie i think what he told me or what he showed me in that movie was that I'm interested in seeing more. Yeah. So I'm interested in seeing more of that character. I mean, Let's when it comes out and the deleted scenes, maybe we'll get a different take because it was supposed to be a darker movie than what it was supposed to be. And I think that might have been better. I don't even I, see. I never felt that, that it was supposed to be darker. To me, it always came off as like this is going to be a slapstick comedy, get the band back together kind of feel. Mm-hmm. I think and I think Suicide Squad is kind of going in that same direction. Or not, so, uh, Justice League is kind of going that same direction. Yeah, I mean, Honest Trailer said it right. It's the rush to the Justice League. That's DC. They've been uh, they've been remaking characters so much. We have Michael Keaton, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale. Why didn't we start getting out these other characters and having them do their own stuff? Yeah, but instead that's, of, instead of in... remaking all this fucking shit. Yeah, see, the problem is, though, when you do a shared universe... Those movies don't even exist. So, but I'm saying, like, why waste so much money on revamping every yeah, time? Yeah, but 20 years ago, they didn't know they were going to do this. They didn't. The guy who did Star Wars planned ahead. Yeah, and he got complete shit for three of his six mo- movies. Doesn't matter. No, I'm saying, he still look, planned ahead. Okay, everybody can saying, plan ahead. If you, Suicide Squad has always been like there. Yeah, it's a it's a good comic, but it's a B comic. It's not an A comic. Yeah, but they could have made it into a better and I, fucking movie. And that's movie. the way I looked at this movie going into it was it's a B. It's going to be a B. It's got B list characters other than the Joker. The rest of them are B list. The only reason why the Joker's see, in that is saying. to bring those Instead characters up. Instead of making multiple Batman movies, movies and multiple Jokers, and then we had like Jim Carrey's Riddler. That's yeah, but what, that's a whole different. I know, universe. but that, it doesn't matter. It's still in. It's it's multi universe, so it still counts. But like the Riddler, he like Jared Leto reminded me more of the Riddler. Jim Carrey's. Yeah, I can't. I when they re, when they're doing this like shared universe stuff that Marvel and DC is doing, those other movies just don't exist in that world. So, because I mean, but Batman can't stay thirty seven for thirty years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, those movies just don't exist at that point. Like that's I'm just why saying they could have. That's why Christopher Nolan stuff has no. Deadshot probably play should. In De- Deadshot and Harley Quinn could have done their own movie. Probably. And it would have been ten times better. Yeah, I mean, instead yeah. of all the clutter. And chaos and know. the bloated mess that we got. I like the characters. I think they did a really good job with the like. I would love to see more of Captain Boomerang. I thought he was fantastic as Cap- Captain Boomerang. You took a character nobody really cared about, and then made him into something that kind of was kind of neat and unique. And I kind of I like that feel. I like the way that he was raw. Yeah. Um. You know, same thing with Diablo. Like I actually cared. Like once you got his story, 
I actually was like, okay, that's pretty damn good. So, I'm mean, like I said, it's got problems, but I don't think it's worth 26% or whatever it is like Rotten No, Tomatoes I mean, says. it's not, I think but... it's very unfair. But, I mean, I do give it a D plus. I can't give it a C. Can't. Can't. That's your opinion. Yeah. And you know what that or what we said about opinions. They're like assholes and exactly. everybody's got one. You have yours, I have mine. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so... Uh, it was what I thought it was to me. So that's how I'm going to end it. It is exactly what I was expecting going in. So I, I guess that maybe that's why I'm not as disappointed as everybody. Cause I'm not really disappointed. I just, exactly what I thought it was. This is kind of like, DC, what the fuck are you doing? Like, You know, frankly, I, I don't care. I don't even care about that. Like, that doesn't even, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm sitting back like, all right, we got that movie. If it wasn't great, then it's not great. But I'm not going to be, like, all pissed off at the world because Suicide Squad wasn't as good as people thought it was going to be. No, I'm not pissed off. Like, I'm not. I'll, I'll wait for it to come free on an FX or you know, something I, to watch it again. I just but see. I just see so many people out there like fuck everything. I hate my life because Suicide Squad wasn't as good as Civil War. Did you really think it was going to be as good as that? Because I sure as the hell didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those movies, and it's know, it's man. a summertime popcorn flick. You know, you go and you you see with your kids or your your girlfriend or your wife, and you just enjoy, it and then you walk out of like. That was pretty cool. And that's all that, that that movie is to me. Like, I just saw it that way. That's the way I always knew it was going to be from the beginning. Like, I was hoping it would be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was thinking, if I walk out of there just feeling like I didn't waste my money, I'm good with that. And that's how I left. I was like, I'm good with that. It was worth the $45 that we spent on, you know, me and the kids to see it. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was slighted. Hell, my daughter loved it, you know? <laughs> and she's a, she reads... All the Batman, all the Joker stuff, and you know, she one negative she said was she wished she would have got to see more of uh, Leto's Joker, which I think yeah. we all did. I, to me, that's the biggest disappointment. This it's because they kept promoting it, promoting well, they it, promoted, keeping it secret. They kind of played him off as he was the villain, you know, and he wasn't the villain. No, he was just a lovesick weirdo. Yeah, so, um, you know, but the fact that Suicide Squad has gotten all this talk maybe, tells me that people actually cared. So maybe. When they release the thing, like they did with Batman, and they add the scenes or whatever, it'll make more sense, and I'll like it more. Maybe I don't know. I mean, like I said, I can't, I can't walk out. Like, and I know, like Mark from Tangent Bound, he hit me up and was like, "Dude, I feel exactly the way you feel about the movie." Um, there's a lot of people out there, you know. Well, look, look, look at Iams from Hor- Horribly Awkward. He saw it once and is going to go and see it again. Yeah. And you know, I mean, there's, it, you're, it's one of those movies where you're either gonna, you're either gonna like, I can't say love it, but you're gonna like it. We're going to bash it, but I think there's a lot of fanboys out there, and I think that that's part of the problem, too. And that's I think it's everything all in one. you got the fanboys out there. you got people who just like to bash shit just to bash shit. And then by the end of the day, everybody has, like, a different opinion, but the fact that it it's still the most... It made more money in August than any other movie in history. Yeah. You know, and the fact that you just see all these posts... If somebody just posts Suicide Squad... There's 40 fucking comments on people arguing. That shows that it actually did something. That's what you said on my Facebook It did something in the zeitgeist to where people give a shit. Yeah. So, I mean, mean, look, Leto even, but hold on, let's back up a little bit. Okay. When they were all coming out, Leto and all them, like, with the fuck Marvel shirts, Mm -hmm. I think they all need need to calm down off that a little bit. I thought that was photoshopped. I don't know. But the director did say fuck Marvel. But then he had to apologize. I hate that shit. Well, did you see what Stan Lee said said said, said about that? No, what did he say? I'll play the little clip because uh, actually it was kind of interesting. But okay, so wrap up on yeah. Suicide Squad. 
Me, I get, I give it a C. It is exactly what I said. I thought it was going, going to be. Um. Okay. Now let's go back. Who the fuck said I was annoying on the here? I don't know. Remember somebody left a review on her iTunes was like, I found Gidget super annoying after like 10, 15 minutes. That was like way back. I don't even know who it I was. I don't even know. I never even heard that. Yeah, I remember telling tell No, you. you never fucking told me that. I'm not fucking annoying. I'm awesome. <laughs> Fuck all you. It was a long You're time ago. You're just jealous. It was a long time. I don't even know who said it. I'll find it. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how Justice League is. It looks badass. Aquaman looks badass. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that look good in the Justice League. So it's one of those things where it's like it's once again, we'll see when it comes out. But I can't just like be like it's the greatest thing in the world. Or I'm not excited say, to see Wonder Woman. See that I am excited. To me, I think that's going to be the best thing that Marvel does, or not Marvel, DC. I think that's going to be the best <laughs> thing that DC's done. I think that's going to be the movie, the movie that's going to make money and everybody's going to like because when you see her come in in BVS. Everybody walked out out of that theater saying the same thing. Yeah, they all loved her. Wonder Woman was fucking amazing, you know. So I think I think Wonder Woman's going to be one of the one of the bright sides that they got come coming up here. And then Doctor Strange comes out soon at the end of the year, right? Yeah, Doctor Strange comes out soon. Uh, if you look here, number four, meh, it says you can read it. Um, where's this clip? I at? lost it. Where you at? Okay, hold on. I want to see this person. It says meh. Stanley, I'll find this clip. I really wanted to like the show, but I find Gidget super annoying. I might give another shot later, as it could just be my mood. Tried one and a half episodes, and that was my Gidget limit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, blah, 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 two, three, two. Fuck you. Who is it? (laughs) Blah, 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 two, three, two. (laughs) And that was in 2015. So fuck you, bitch. I don't know who you are. Everyone else says we flow together and they love me. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what did I? Th- what I was getting to was, you know, there's people out there that just hate the world, and I think that's part of the problem with a lot of these movies is there's people that just want to hate the world about it, you know. I guess I don't know. I don't like this person. I want to email them. <laughs> you can't. I don't even know who they <laughs> are. Is this their email? No, that's their user ID on uh, iTunes. I'm trying to find this fucking clip, Stanley. Mm-hmm. Ex- Lanes. Find it. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm trying because it's it's actually great because I when I saw it I was like oh that's perfect. Let me maybe I can find it on Facebook. Come on, son. I can't find it there. I did, I think I did share it at some point. Some or maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's his reaction to um, what David Ayer said. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to jump into our trailers here in a, in a second. So. Stan Lee. Let's see if that comes up. Stan Lee's the man. He is the man. I love Stan Lee. I think he's great. So talk while I look for this. I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to creep on this person and see who the fuck it is. <laughs> I can't help myself. Does anybody find me annoying? Please let me know. I just want to know. People have hated me too. So well, you don't have a review about you saying being annoying. Okay, I, f- I found it. So I'm gonna play it. All right, play it. Hold on, I gotta load it first. Come on, son. It's coming. God, so. Um, you sure? You sure? What the fuck? What? All your technology is acting it's fucking our weird tonight. Down 
or something? What the fuck? I don't know. Did they bust something up? I had a pipe burst out front. And, uh, the dialogue. You know, yeah. Why don't you tell everybody about you getting almost robbed today? Oh, yes. I was at work today, and uh, the cashier was held by gunpoint. Um, he got about $500, I guess. Um, it was it was scary. Seeing you know, the video and, you know, couple- dealing with Cindy, you know, trying to calm her down, you know, and then I have anxiety. So seeing somebody else upset, it's like, you know, the vibrations make me like, I don't know. I was like, I got to go. Like, I couldn't yeah. control it. And I came here and then I left and then I took a nap. And then yeah, I came we're back. in the middle talking about Suicide Squad and you were like, <laughs> we got robbed. And I was like, we got robbed from what? I, I, no, you said, <laughs> no, know. we didn't. And I said, Mike, from the store, <laughs> oh, no, not I, the fucking movie. I didn't, I didn't know what you were saying. I was like, no, we didn't. <laughs> It was, it was actually, and then I was like, "Oh shit, our store got robbed." <laughs> All right. It was definitely scary. Um, the dude had a gun, and you know, I feel bad for Cindy. I don't know if she's gonna come back to work tomorrow. You know, it was eleven thirty in the morning. Like, yeah, he had a twenty-two and a mask on. Click, click, boom. So All right, you ready to listen to this? Yes. Now this is actually recorded like a couple years ago, but after David Ayer did his rant, um, Stanley reposted this for everybody to check out. So it's a minute and long, and it's fucking genius. Okay. You know, when a couple of guys are angry at each other and they're yelling and they're arguing, sooner or later, one of them is going to say, ah, F you. And the other guy gets mad and he goes, oh, yeah, we'll F you too. This is brilliant dialogue. (laughs) Why is F you considered an insult? It's the most exotic, exquisite experience you can have. If somebody says F you to me, I feel like saying thank you. Thank you for wishing such a wonderful thing to me. And it's time you started thinking about things like that. Don't take stuff for granted. Oh, how you get along day after day without me explaining things, I never will know. There you go. Okay, this blah, blah, blah person just hates life, okay? Because he commented on Podbay and said boring some theories appear to be baseless i like other podcasts on these subjects Hold but on. not this one on start the, on it our with, show again now start it with wm3 episode Where you and, find and the host's poor attitude in the intro kind of turned me off as well and he was completely transparent not my cup of tea it was um pod bay it's a podcast about conspiracies but they did like uncanny experts yeah so we do know he's around yes so who the fuck is this person? <laughs> well, Uncanny doesn't even exist anymore. So. Really? Well, yeah, they stopped for a while. Oh. Um, they had some issues and uh, took a break. So I don't I know. I didn't know that. Yep, it's been. Uh, he left a comment time. in 2015. How did you find out who who this was? I just typed in blah 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 two three two on the search engine. And Google. And okay, so he said for X. Canny said, this is my favorite comics podcast by far. The dialogue and chemistry between Rob and Brian is so good I could listen to them blab about anything. There is another X-Men podcast out there which sounds so rehearsed that it is annoying to listen to. The banter here is refreshing and hilarious. Also, more info on Doug Ramsey than anyone ever needed. Alright. Fuck you, blah blah blah. (laughs) I don't know who it is, so... I don't know either! I just haven't... I just googled the... (laughs) All right. <laughs> You're just jealous. Obviously, you don't have a podcast. so Or a life. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. 
Um, see, and that's and the thing I have too. Like, I've never left a bad review on a podcast. If I don't like it, I just turn it off and yeah, move on. Yeah, I don't understand why people have to leave all this. I mean, if it's criticism, I get it. But don't just say I'm super annoying. Just say why, why I'm annoying. Who really cares, honestly? I don't like, fucking care. Me, I, I know care. I am delightful. I okay? really don't care what people think about me. There's a lot of people out there that fucking hate me. I can name a handful of them right off the top of my head. I don't know if anybody actually hates me. I'm a delight. There's so people care. out there that don't like me, and that's fine. You know why? Because they're intimidated. Yes. I don't give a shit. Just like Stan Lee just said, it's the ultimate fuck you is the ultimate in, uh, praise, yeah. you know? I, you're going to wish so something So this is going to be my last on thing me. on blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're a fucking cunt rag. <laughs> don't be a dick, dick. All right, so why don't we jump into don't some... Don't be a bloody tampon. That's right. So why don't we <laughs> jump into some trailers now? Okay. We got, we got some stuff coming out. I heard Jason Bourne was awesome, by the way. I, I want to check it out. Downloaded it, have not watched it yet, but I will get into it because that's something I want to check. I it heard it was amazing. I hear a lot of pee people saying it's really good. Uh, okay, so first off, we're gonna check out the Lego Batman trailer. This might be the best thing DC's ever done. Their other Lego movie was good too. Lego, yeah. the Lego movie with Chris yeah. Pratt is fan yeah. fucking tastic. And then Will Arnett does the Batman. Yeah. So why don't we check out the newest Lego uh, Batman trailer? Because look, <laughs> it's, it's probably gonna be fucking great. <laughs> It's going to get like a 99%. It probably will. <laughs> That'll be hysterical. Now, DC's animated stuff is good. It's the greatest shit you'll ever see. Like Flashpoint Paradox, um, a lot Under the Red Hood, great stuff. All right, so this is uh, the Lego Batman. Computer, how do I and obviously we're having internet issues. Today. What the fuck? I don't know. Everything's acting fucking weird. So let's try it again. Is the server down? I don't know. We're being hacked. Computer, how do I put the Joker in Arkham Asylum? Quickest route, no freeways. <laughs> Computer, do you hear me? Hello, Master Bruce. Master I've just Bruce. taken away your computer privileges. Gasp! Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. You can't spend the rest of your life alone, dressed in black, and staying up all night. Good night, Alfred. Sir, it's morning. You need to take responsibility for your life, and it starts by raising your son. I'm sorry. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. The young orphan you adopted at the gala. Sweet! I thought I was being sarcastic. Hello, secret camera. What? It's the Batcave! Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh! Batman? Whoa! You're darn right, whoa. Wait, does Batman live in Bruce Wayne's basement? No, Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. Wow! Do I get a costume? <laughs> Don't touch that. <laughs> the Mariachi. I like that, one. that one is culturally insensitive. Night Terror. What do we think of this? Glam Bat. This one. Absolutely not. Glam Bat. Wait, what's that one there? I love it. My only trouble is his pants are just a little tight. That's definitely I got an idea. I'm just gonna confirm. It's better? Now I'm free, now I'm moving. Come on, Batman, let's get grooving. I can only <laughs> look you in the eyes right now. Are you ready to follow Batman and maybe learn a few life lessons along yeah, the way? Yeah, but it's him. Like but first, where's the seatbelt? The first lesson is, life doesn't give you seatbelts. Oh, okay, that's true. That's you know what it is. This thing I do. Yeah, I do it, baby. Oh, Alfred, I have incredible reflexes. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. I am so sorry. As soon as I get back to the Batcave, I will make sure that Alfred puts seatbelts on there. But for the time being, I'm just going to put my arm right here. And we're just going to gently ease out of here. 
Real gentle like. <laughs> yeah, right, that looks pretty good. Michael Sarah, like Rosario said, Dawson, yeah. all them are gonna be. So when that comes out, I will definitely. Yeah, check I'll it see out. that. That looks um, fucking. Amazing. I was really impressed with the Lego movie itself, so I'm really looking forward to he He's seeing like, that. Gasp! Gasp! <laughs> That's what I'm gonna start doing when I get upset. I'm just be like. Gasp! <laughs> um. So that, look, that that looks great. Um, we gotta add that to our uh, our flashlight, like. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, Gasp! <laughs> yeah. I look. That looks pretty funny. That looked amazing. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. And that, that was uh Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Yes, Lego Batman. Uh, okay, I got a couple more I wanted to play. Well, as soon as I find, find them. it. I don't know what this is, but they've been playing posters for it at the movies when I was there this past weekend. So I have no clue what it is. It's called Halloween. I tried to play this, remember, right. three weeks ago, but we couldn't find it on YouTube. Um, so we're going to play it now. I don't know. No this was actually a, a movie it, within a movie. Hold on, I'll explain it after the turn. Right. This looks hysterical. That's a comedy? Uh-huh. Comedy? I mean, I kind of get that by the way that... Don't come over here with that damn foolishness. Let's something jump up out of this damn box. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta knock the hair out. What's up, ladies? We're having a Halloween party tonight, so why don't you come on by? Tiffany, what's going on? Chill out, Pops. It's cool. Hey, Medea, I gotta go out of town. I was wondering if you can come by and just keep an eye on Tiffany. No, I know. I can't yeah, come over here. I mean, like, you know, I like to go nowhere on Halloween. I'll pay you. I'm on my way. I'll be there now. I'm glad you're here to help me with her because there's a party around the corner and I, like I want to be guy. sure she doesn't try to sneak out. This is going to be so wild. These children today, you got to drop the hammer on them. What's the worst that can happen to her? Turn to prostitution, drugs? Hell, how you think I met your mama? Yes. You want to be here, Mr. Wilson died in this house on Halloween. He killed his entire family. What the hell is this? After 10, the ghosts come out. Strange things start happening. Ah! 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 What is it? You see something scary? It's white You see white people. Ah! <laughs> All my life I had to fight. This is Medea's boo, by the way. Oh! There's something in this house. We gotta get out of here. Let's watch. She's a very kicky girl. I saw it in a movie. When she answered the phone, she got dead. I want to hell is. Do you want to play a game? Ah! Nice costume, dude. Show us your boobs. You want to see her? Behold. Paradise. I need a drink. I used to get dollar bills for that. She was super we about to get turned up. She's super freaking down. Somebody pay for me. She's super freaking. What the hell wrong with it? Let me look up under the hood. Come on, I'm scared out here. Ain't nothing out there. My dear! Hey, I'm wrong with you. Oh, hell. Help me, Jesus! Help me, Jesus! Help me, Jesus! Tyler Perry's Boo, a Medea Halloween. I'll watch it. <laughs> so it's called Halloween, but a Boo, a Halloween Yeah, movie. but look. So, basically, did you ever watch the movie Top 5 with Chris Rock? No. And Missouri Dawson? Actually, I love Rosario Dawson. Actually, a really good movie. And in the movie, they show a preview for for a new Tyler Perry movie that they're making fun of, and it's Boo. <laughs> so it's kind of like a movie within a movie they made. You gotta watch Top Five. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I it's, don't know why. It's funnier than people let on. I, I really like. It's actually on your Amazon Prime account. It's where I watched it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I 
think I just renewed that Amazon Prime account too. Oh, did you? I think so. I'm trying to find a new trailer too. The new Sausage trailer. Party. Did we play that? No, we didn't play the new one. I thought we. Uh, I don't know if we played. I don't know what one we played. We played one before. But we'll play this one. There's one other one I want to show you because I played a preview for it in the movies and I was really. I'm so it. excited for Sausage Party. Good looking. What you got cooking? My dog has tanked me. Look at these big old buns. Waiting to get filled with my meat. Yeah, right, Carl. Who in this package would ever let Carl get up in there? Every time I see this, I get a feeling Kevin Smith has hand down. You're ruining my joke. Ketchup, mustard. Oh, sausages and buns. Sweet good buns. Yes! Yes! Chosen together because we belong together. I know it's against the rules, but just the, the tips. tips. <sighs> Prepare yourself, little sausage. You're about to learn the terrible truth. About cooking something. Oh, it's beautiful, man. It's just beautiful. As soon as you're out those doors, oh Jesus! Fuck! The gods kill our asses. You fucking whore! Me eyes! They burn! <laughs> <laughs> There's beauty in this because it's an adult animated film. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? Uh, because it makes them stronger. Hunger's insatiable, buddy. I mean, fuck. How do you know all this? We the non-perishable, motherfucker. I gotta tell everyone. They will die otherwise. Fuck you, weenies. What if the gods are doing this to us because we touch tips? <sighs> wasn't even that... I mean, it was fine. It's not like anyone writes home and says, oh God, I had the best tip. <laughs> Together, we can fight these monsters and take control of our own lives. Come on, join Rogan? the fight. It says Rogan, Jonah Hill, Dane Franco. Make it rain. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Gary, just throw this fucking toothpick at me, man. <laughs> We need to make them see us! I have a plan! Here goes everything! <gasps> Hello? You're all alive and looking at me with your little shoes and your arms and your legs! Oh. Look at me! I ain't got no legs! You ain't my goddamn legs! <laughs> what did you do to you? You don't wanna fucking know! Bill <laughs> Hader. Danny McBride, Paul Rudd. Edward Norton. It's got everybody yeah. in it. Well, that movie is probably going to be really funny. That's going to be fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant that they've decided to make something out of, like, a, if you an back, animated like, film. A lot of animated films that you watch, like Shrek and stuff, where the gingerbread cookie's like, eat me. It's like, They did you some catch, adult humor. Yeah, you, you But this is totally yeah, all adult That's totally humor. all adult, and it just looks hilarious. Kids cannot watch The bun looks movie. like a vagina. It, and the, the, <laughs> the sausage looks like a penis. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a really good job. And, you know, look, there's some funny people in this world right now. Yeah. You know. Say what you want about James Franco. I, I think, think he's, he's funny. A fucking hilarious. And when he wants to be sh like uh, straight laced, like if you watch him in that um, series I just watched, yeah. what's it called? Did you ever watch that? No, because I couldn't get who The was. JFK one. But Fuck. now I just got all this stuff down. 11, 2263 or, or whatever. Yeah. That is fantastic. And he is, <laughs> he is absolutely great. I love James Franco. I love Seth Rogen. Um, oh, speaking of shit ass comic book movies, how about that Green Hornet movie that Seth Rogen did? That movie was fucking awesome. What no, are you talking about? I had Christoph Waltz in it? 
No, that was terrible. No, that movie was fucking awesome. That was I terrible. don't care. I don't care. No, I went and saw it in a theater and didn't feel like I was cheated, but that movie is, is no, just that as movie's good hilarious. You need to go watch it again because that's where Christoph Waltz was his best. No, I, like, I loved Christoph He's like, I want to be the Red Phantom. Now, this is a trailer we played a couple weeks ago, but I got to play it again for a couple facts. A, I didn't realize who was all in it when we played it no, a couple weeks ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. It looks, when I saw the trailer for it the other day at the movies, I, and even like, my, oh shit, oh shit, oh and shit. Even my kids were like, I totally want to see that. And you know, I'm a sucker for like a good Western. Yeah, I love Western. So like every time I see a Western that's good, I feel like, you know, like I think the 310, the uh, Yuma re- remake was good. Was I, right. I like the True Grit remake. I just love Western stuff. Anytime mm-hmm. I see people setting that, yeah, I mean, free, I love Back that Back to shit. the Future, the third one, I thought was amazing. I suck that stuff up, yeah. you know, like crack on a spoon, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to check I'll out. I'll sit down and watch some old ones with Dad. Yeah, they're great. So we're going to check out, um, just because I want to watch it. This is The Magnificent Seven, which has Denzel Washington. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Um, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? A bunch the guy of people from Training Day. Play. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. And this is done by the people who did Training yeah. Day. So this looks fucking fantastic. And you got any trailers after this one, or are we done with trailers? No. This will be your last trailer. This is the Magnificent Seven. Cannot wait for this. It looks good. I know. It's suicide Sir, squad in the way. I have a proposition. We're decent people being driven from our homes, slaughtered in cold blood. So you seek revenge. I love Denzel. I I seek righteousness. He's timeless. But I'll take revenge. I like the equalizer. Did you ever see that? Yeah, it was was difficult. Impossible. This is a remake, by the way. How many you got so far? You and me? Quite a batch of strays. This is not going to end well. I'm a massive fan of you, Mr. Hawk. I know. A lot of people hate him, and I love him. God dang it, I'm good. The Explorer? How many did you say? Oh yeah. Love it. I'm totally down for that movie, like 100%. Like, I first of all, the original is fantastic. I remember when I was like eight years old, my dad had had me watch that movie, and I loved it then. He's loved westerns now. forever. He remembers when Mount Up was from a western movie, not a song. <laughs> Who? Me or Dad? You. Oh, yeah. Mount Up is from Young Guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. You stole a lot of forms, Mr. Chisholm. Young Guns, too. Remember that? Yeah. When they finally went back. I love those movies. I remember because then when Regulators. William H. Bonnie, you are not a god. Regulators! Mount Up. The and find out. Emilio Estevez is great yes. in those movies. I love him. I wish he would do more you. stuff, man. I'll make you famous. <laughs> you remember that line? I, I swear you were just about to start singing, you, remember that no, song? Not even close. Oh, He's like, you, I'll make you famous. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, but I, I, when you said that, it reminded me of a song. Shot down in a blaze of glory. I love those movies. Young Guns 1 and 2, 
I can watch those movies over and over again. I have yeah. both of them on Same DVD. Same with like Outsiders. Absolutely and, love those uh, movies. Stand by me. Sandlot. Sandlot's great. You need. You seriously need to watch Stranger Things. I am. It, it, I'm almost done it a second time because it is that good. And right. In fact, in Suicide Squad, you remember the guy who's sitting at the table with Amanda Waller and the, and the other me, guy? Yeah. That's Hopper from Stranger Things, who you will love on Stranger yes, Things. Yes, I'm going to watch it. At I first, at got... first you're like, this is a lazy fucking cop on Stranger Things. But by the end of it, by like episode six, you're like, I fucking love this dude. I want more of just him. Like yeah. his, his acting is fucking on point. That character's great. I just shared a thing, too, on our Facebook page, which we didn't even do a feed run through, but we'll skip it, yeah, this, we'll week. Skip it this week. We're actually going to be all changing some stuff up where we're each going to pick two things that we post. Because I feel like the feed run through sometimes just bleeds. Yeah. So I think we should just pick each of, like, whatever, pick two things you posted, pick two things I posted. You study those two things. I Like, many topics. Yeah, many topics. But I just posted something up today where um, Stranger Things, uh, it's all based around, like, the Department of Energy and all this stuff. Well, Department of Energy watched Stranger Things and put it out like a post saying, yes, this laboratory does exist and we do do weird shit there. It's been known that it's done like weird stuff there. but it Was is... it like Biosphere too? I don't want to spoil anything. So you're okay. going to have to watch Stranger Things. Seriously, I'm telling you, it is you. It is the best TV. Like, Well, I don't have nothing to do tonight and I don't go to work tomorrow until 530. So. It, I started it because I seen like Imes and some other people mm-hmm. who were like, Stranger Things is great. Strange, and I'd never heard, heard of it. And then once I sat down that night, I had, like, Irene was out of town for a night. She was in Connecticut. So I was like, let me watch this. I started at 5 o'clock. I was like, I'll watch an episode of night and an episode tomorrow. Yeah. You binged. Ended up staying till, up till 4 in the morning and watched the entire eight episodes back to back. That's what happened. And I absolutely fucking loved, loved That's it. That's basically what I did with Daredevil. Daredevil's great, too. Like, I love that. Luke Cage comes out next yes. next, next, next so month, so excited. I'm looking forward to um, that. Okay, so before we jump into our topic, uh, something happened in history on August 8th, 1974. Is this the clip you wanted to play? Yes, but don't look at it. Okay. Uh, what do I... Just, just don't look. I'll just hand you the yes, iPad? Yes, hand me the iPad. All right, so yeah, I'll do that. I'll just hand you the iPad. So, guys, let me know if this mic sounds all right, because I need to adjust stuff. And We got another one coming, the same exact mic for Gidget here. Um... But I can do more with these condenser mics. I'm just curious on what people think. Like, I was able to, like, adjust some stuff. Um, but I'm kind of... It, it's This episode's like a learning curve for this mic. And once Gidget gets hers, it'll be a learning curve for How her. How the hell we'll does this thing work? What are you, try, what are you trying to I do? need to go back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty iPad. Oh, shit. Um, yes. So... Yeah, we got some stuff coming up. So we're gonna we're, we're yes, we're gonna be doing more um, YouTube videos. We have I, a lot of stuff planned. One for that. thing that I've always been a massive fan of is always trying to improve on the audio quality and stuff of the show. So that's why I decided to try this mic out. And in fact, I told Gidget I ordered it, and then I was like, "We'll try it out, see if I like it, and then we'll order you one." And actually, today I got it, hooked it up, and ordered her one because I was like, oh, "Okay, I really dig this mic okay. a lot." Okay. So. Okay. 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 Um, and I like to move up. We are drinking beer tonight, too, yes, by the way. Yes, we are. With the Backseat Burner IPA. We're cleaning out the, the fridge. Cleaning out the fridge. This is uh, 7% alcohol, IBUs of 68. Uh, I actually dig this beer. It's actually pretty good. Okay, don't look at it, but plug it up. Uh, plug it up like, yeah. it's, like a tampon? Yeah, plug it up. <laughs> so I'm trying to do this without looking, so. That's funny. I'm on my period, too. That's Everyone gross. knows I'm bleeding. That's absolutely disgusting. It's light. I don't bleed. I don't bleed from my crotch. Lucky you. 
Don't look. I, I have to look to hit play <laughs> for Christ's sake. All right. All right. So all so August. Are you 8th, leaving at eleven seconds, or should I go back? No, right there is fine. Um, so August eighth, nineteen seventy four. Uh, the only president to ever resign oh, was yeah. Richard Nixon. Happened today. So go ahead and hit play. Good old tricky dick. Yep. And this Good is a evening. moment in history that you know changed a lot of stuff. This is the thirty seventh time I have spoken to you from this office where so many decisions of have been made that shape the history of this nation. Each time I have done so to discuss with you some matter that I believe affected the national interest. In all the decisions I have made in my public life, I have always tried to do what was best for the nation. Throughout the long and difficult period of Watergate, I have felt it was my duty to persevere to make every possible effort to complete the term of office to which you elected. In the past few days, however, it has become evident to me that I no longer have a strong enough political base in the Congress to justify continuing that effort. As long as there was such a base, I felt strongly that it was necessary to see the constitutional process through to its conclusion that to do otherwise would be unfaithful to the spirit of that deliberately difficult process and a dangerously destabilizing precedent for the future. But with the disappearance of that base, I now believe that the constitutional purpose has been served and there is no longer a need for the process to be prolonged. I would have preferred to carry through to the finish whatever the personal agony it would have involved. And my family unanimously urged me to do so. But the interests of the nation must always come before any personal considerations. From the discussions I have had with congressional and other leaders, I have concluded that because of the Watergate matter, I might not have the support of the Congress that I would consider necessary to back the very difficult decisions and carry out the duties of this office in the way the interests of the nation will require. I have never been a quitter. He blinks a lot. To leave office before my term is completed is abhorrent to every instinct in my body. But as president, I must put the interests of America first. America needs a full-time president and a full-time Congress, particularly at this time with problems we face at home and abroad, to continue to fight through the months ahead for my personal vindication would almost totally absorb the time and attention of both the president and the Congress in a period when our entire focus should be on the great issue of peace abroad and prosperity without inflation at home. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour in this office. So I just wanted to put that out there because I, I love history. So when I when stuff happens on certain days, I get excited. And, you know, old speeches like that, 
they speak to me. Like when he's talking about like America and stuff like that, you know, and I just loved it. So I love history. So. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, hey, that's a massive uh, point in history. Yes, I believe he was, he was the, the he, first one. He was I the think, first right? and only to and resign. And only to resign. Yeah. Uh, others have been impeached. Hell, Clinton was impeached, but he never left office, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole weird thing that went with that. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, hey, it's uh, Richard Nixon. And in Point Break, he made a great mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. Utah, man. give me two. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Patrick All I remember Sweeney. is Gary Busey. Utah, give me two. I love Gary Busey. Keanu Reeves. <sighs> like, totally, dude. I need to like, I watched Keanu again. Beach. That movie gets better every time you fucking watch it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's people out there who've seen it hit me. I'm like, that movie's funny. I'm like, I know it is. It's fucking funny. As I read shit. it and watched it like five times. I wonder how people days. liked our commentary on it. Like, if we should do that more often. Let us know. Let us know if you guys liked that commentary we did. Uh, we can do some stuff, other stuff with some stuff. Maybe, we, you know. What, we the, could do some other stuff with some stuff with yeah, some stuff. Yeah, some stuff. <laughs> there's one thing that I've been wanting to do, but I'm not sure if I really want to. Like, I'm not sure how to do it, is do these reactions to TV shows. Like, at at the end like film yourself watching like mr robot which we haven't even talked about yet uh maybe we'll just hold off on mr robot till yeah, next, we'll, next week yeah because you're an episode behind anyway yeah I, I gotta watch last week so we'll, we'll hold off till oh i got i do gotta talk about preacher um because it finished up its season finale so okay. let, me, let me do that real quick um but what was that you're gonna say i have no idea you oh you don't know how to do something how work. to make it work oh i was gonna i want to do fan stuff but I, uh, I i don't know how it would feel to like have a recorder on me have a video it's camera be, on me you gotta be like nick no i could i me. could set the i could set up a tripod to my face and just record how i do but i don't know how like a lot of people already do that so i'd have to like find a different i don't know i would be weird i would be like gasp god yes <laughs> um but okay so <laughs> I, but back to seth rogan i might do that creature I, possible i want to do more um youtube stuff so yes. we're gonna get around to that but any anyway we already got some stuff coming out Anyway, Preacher. Preacher finished up this past week with the wildest fucking ending to a television show imaginable. Are we they doing a second season? Yes. We I'm saw sorry. God. Ooh, now, shit. I, now, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just saying. We saw it now. People are like, we just spoiled you saw God. Watch the fucking show. Yeah. I didn't spoil shit. <laughs> it is fucking crazy. Um, Dominic Cooper as uh, Jesse Coulter, Preacher guy, he is fucking fantastic. The Irish guy, I don't know his name, who plays... Uh, um, shit. Why can't I remember his name off the top of my head? He plays he plays the Irish vampire in the show. He's fucking fantastic. Uh, everybody is so good on this show. It is it is like just a shit ton of fun to watch. Yeah. It's not a kid show. Like literally, they shoot off dicks and shit. Oh and shit. And there's people banging and there's weird shit going on and you're like, what the fuck what am I watching? What number is that on AMC? AMC. But it is so fucking. Good and it's, they did an eight episode first season and it is fucking great. I urge everybody out there to go watch. Pre and then Preacher. Seth Rogen made that happen. Seth Rogen yeah. is part of the creative team on. on he actually Preacher. did commentary on one of the episodes and it was interesting. It's so good. Like go watch Pre Preacher eight episodes. You won't feel like the girl Tulip on the show. I don't know who the fuck she is, but she is hot as fuck. <laughs> she I she's just fucking. I just I love that show. That yeah. show is great. Outcast, I got two episodes left. There's that's a ten episode first season. I finally season. downloaded stuff so I can watch it now. Yeah, so Outcast, I got there's two episodes left this week's and next week, so I'll talk about Outcast as it finishes up. But I am really loving what they're doing on that show as well. There's a lot of good TV out there. Yeah, I think TV is better than film now. So yes, it is. Go watch some some of your TV and support those people. Like, look, you don't have to like you know uh, give people money all the time, but if you like the preacher hashtag preacher on twitter or something that's yeah. what I, I do i hashtagged the, the other day i was like 
AMC, you know, at AMC, hashtag loved, you know, hashtag preacher loved it. You guys did a great job. Way, mm-hmm. way to go. Just so those people know yeah, that I there's mean, people out there that like this stuff. shows are hard because they, like, If they don't have audiences, they get cut. Yeah. Without another, I mean, they canceled good shows, mm-hmm. too. I mean, so you have to be invested. If you like it, you have to show. You have to make it known that yeah, you liked it. Because it's not just a movie where they have, you know, okay, you're getting paid twelve million. Like it's a running show that you have to pay all the crew for all the days. It's, and the thing it's ab- harder and to, the thing to about produce a, shows. The thing about a, mov- a movie too is, there it comes out and that's where it stops. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if it does well, it makes a ton, ton, ton of money or whatever the case may be. But a TV show has to bring people back each week. So if you like your TV shows, and I, I think that's what hurt, hurt like Constantine and those mm-hmm. shows, you have to let people know out there that you like them. Like go on Twitter if you got Twitter, hashtag that you know, um, put at AMC or at CW or whatever show you're following at Fox at NBC, and just you know, yeah. love the show just so those people know that you care, yeah. and that goes a long way. Trust, trust me. And in fact, uh, AMC. Liked my tweet when I when I went. That's awesome. That, just let these people know that you are watching these shows and that you enjoy them. If you don't like like them, then don't fucking say anything. But if you do, say say something. Yeah, you know, it, it literally know. only takes a second. And it's just like with podcasts, you know, let podcasters know that you enjoy them. It only takes a second to yeah, let somebody so know that you care. Second. So leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes. Go check out Preacher. <laughs> uh, I'll do uh, I'll do a wrap up YouTube video on uh, Preacher, and I'll do a YouTube wrap up video on Outcast as soon as that finishes up. Uh, so you ready to jump into this topic? Yes, sir. All right, so first off, we got a little clip to play, and then we'll jump into this topic. Yes. Long John Nibble. So here yes, you guys go. Yes, let's do it. Here we go. Hi there. This is Long John Nibble. In the brief period of time available, I'm going to bring to you a picture of one of the most unbelievable things to occur in the 20th century. The fantastic phenomenon of madness, or soul-shaking prophecy of hope or horror. Events which shook this country and most of the rest of the world. It was, of course, the age of flying saucers. Very possibly the most amazing phenomenon in the history of modern times. Sightings of spacecraft from other planets even other galaxies. Telepathic or mechanical contact with these occupants of these ships. Meetings and speaking with people from other planets. Trips to the other planets in flying saucers and even wilder. These were but a few of the amazing claims made by the men who created the hypnotic rage of flying saucers and UFOs. I don't buy any of it. But I'll say that only once. From this point forward, you make up your own mind. According to Englishman Desmond Leslie, the first interplanetary traveler, a visitor from Venus appeared on Earth 18,617,841 B.C. Others, like the late scholar Morris K. Jessup, 
dated the origin of UFOs from biblical times. But in terms of this modern era, it all began with a flying businessman named Kenneth Arnold. Yes. Who <laughs> on June 24th, 1947, 1947, spotted nine discs near Mount Rainier. Now, when interviewed about this sighting, he reported that they seemed to skip across the sky like flying saucers. And that's where the media created mm -hmm. flying saucers. Following this now historical Arnold episode, came the tragic affair of the Goodman Field Air Base in Kentucky. When Captain Thomas Mantell, United States Air Force, was sent up to investigate a crimson saucer, still climbing at 10,000 feet, the captain radio... So there you guys go with yes. a little taste There's of, little, of little, Long John Little Neville. tidbit. I hit you up with this topic uh, because... Okay, so... Let me kind of pitch it out here for a second. Okay. Growing up, I listened to Art Bell. Mm -hmm. Art Bell was yes. a coast-to-coast -coast guy who I, I grew up listening to, and I remember finding him. I used to have an old AM-FM Walkmans and mm -hmm. stuff. You know, we had this. Yeah. I used to listen to Phillies games at, at nights when I w wasn't supposed to, air quotes. No. Mom and Dad would say, go to bed. Gasp. I, <laughs> I need that need sound that clip. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> Um, mom and dad would say, you know, I would always like, especially when the Phillies were on the West Coast, I would always say, can I stay up late and watch the games? And they would always say no. Well, I don't remember if it was mom or dad or if I snuck one in. I used to take a radio in and listen to, I'm a massive baseball fan. Yes. Used to sneak a, um, headphones in and I'd lay in bed and I would listen to the baseball games. Well, a lot of times what would happen if it went into a rain delay or if the game would end or whatever the case may be, I would always, since I was on AM, I would always scan through the stations, and I would come across coast to coast. Mm -hmm. That's what sparked my interest into this whole paranormal, cryptozoology, um, UFO, strange conspiracy stuff. Paranormal. All stemmed from Art Bell and coast to coast. After that, after Art left, we had George Norrie, who still does coast to coast today. He came around in like 2001, George Norrie did. I was in high school at that time. After that, I found guys like um, uh, Clyde Lewis. Mm -hmm. Um uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones off the top of my head. The uh, uh, Jimmy Church, you know, a lot of those people I found later on. But it always started with Art Bell, and I always thought he was the guy that started this whole form of radio, this yeah. paranormal form of ra radio. But he wasn't. Back in the mid '50s, we had we had it all started with a guy named Long John Nebel or John Nebel, and he did stuff. Now, his I, real name is John Zimmerman. John Zimmerman, yes. Which is interesting because what I've realized is I have a massive back catalog that I can go back and listen to because a lot of this stuff is out there on YouTube. Yeah. So now I have a massive back catalog on content that I can go back and listen to that I love this content. Yeah, I love that stuff. I listened to one of John Nebel's episodes and he was called like the party line at the time. He yeah. Would, he would mm -hmm. get a group of these 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 people together and he would like kind of moderate or mediate, whatever you want to call it, like a panel. It was like a panel kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And he would, he would be the guy who would, like, you know, kind of steer them in directions. And um, he would have guys like Jessup and, and um, you know, all these, these famous UFO people, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, all these people that we know from, like I know from lore that I've heard that are all people before my time. But if you go back, you can actually hear a lot of these people. Yeah. These people talk on these, these shows. And, in fact, later on this week, I'm going to pick one. 
I'm going to post up to on our feed a long John Nebel show so people can I've actually listen to I've never heard of him before. And when you said that and I started doing research and I listened and I was like, damn. I found Nebel. This is amazing. I found Nebel about five or six years ago, I guess. Because I, I heard some, I, I think it was Clyde Lewis or, or maybe it was um, Richard Serrett. Somebody said his name. So then I looked him up and I was like, holy shit. You're telling me there's 20 plus years of content yeah. that I never knew existed about stuff that I'm into? Exactly. It's awesome. So, you know, I started diving into this. But the further I dived into this topic, the more I realized why I love this stuff so much. And the fact that I really, and why we do this show today. We yeah. do this show today because of people like Clyde Lewis, John Nebel, Art Bell, George Norrie, you know, Richard Sarah. I mean, Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved when Mysteries. When I first seen that when I was like eight years old, I, mm-hmm. was, I was hooked. All those things, hooked. you know? So that's and that's the core of why I listen to this. So to be able to find somebody that a I never knew existed, b was fucking right up there with yeah. all the shit that I'm like he didn't just talk about UFOs. Like he also talked he about and he talked about you know real life hi- events, and hip- hypnosis and astral projection. Yeah, and, you know he was he was he was all a, the stuff that all the stuff of the today. all the stuff of the occult. He was able to check out and he had an open mind to even like he said there. I don't believe on these things, mm-hmm. but. Here's the evidence, and you decide. And yeah. that, that's always been my stand on things. Like, yes, there are certain things that I do believe in, and there are certain things I don't believe in. Yeah. But one thing I will say is have an open mind and, and listen to the facts, watch the facts, see the facts, and then judge your own opinion forced to, based around that. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what we do on the show. We mm-hmm. always ask, okay, so what's your theory on this afterwards? Yeah, and you know? John Nebel was one of those guys where I, I was like, after finding him, I was like, holy shit, this guy... He was, I never knew he existed. I thought Art Bell created that whole conspiracy radio yeah. platform, but he didn't. Mm-mm. Neville did it, you know? And he wasn't even, when he first started, he wasn't even into radio. Neville didn't start his show until he was in his mid-40s. Yeah, his mid-40s. A lot of people are like, he was a guy that, you know, okay, so let, let's go into John Ned Neville himself a little bit. Let's, okay. let's start so from the beginning. So his name is John Zimmerman, like I already said. Um, he was... Hugely popular. Um, he was a hugely popular all-night radio host mm-hmm. uh, with millions of regular listeners. Um, he had a loyal following. They loved him. Yes. Uh, and he, he, he did a nighttime show, so he got what they call the... The, the great... He, he would go on at usually about 1 o'clock in, in the morning, and mm-hmm. he'd go to like 5.30 in, in the morning, and he was proud to say that he gave you 37 and a half hours of radio content a week. Yeah. And he, he's right. He gave you 30... He gave you everything he had. And he had a shitty schedule. In fact, he approached WOR at the time and was like, here is what I want to do. And at the time, they were struggling. Yeah. They were struggling with ratings. Everything was down. So they decided to give him this shit shift. And exactly. they put him out there on the radio. But what turned into was he had... He had a massive He started gaining all these massive it listeners. It was their biggest show. It was their biggest show. And, yeah. and John Nebel... And John Nebel didn't just work at WOR, which we'll get into yeah. like his later stuff. It's like, But he started off there. And you know he was able to get a lot of followers and stuff based on like that alone right there. Yeah. I mean, the show lasted from the mid-50s to about 1978 when he passed away. Being on different net- networks. Yeah, on yes. different networks. But just being a radio mm-hmm. host, um, he didn't come into that until he was 43 years old yes um let's 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 talk about the format of, of the show for a second so yeah. the format of the show net nebel would bring on regular guests and, mm-hmm. and personalities that he knew like arthur's or whatever psychics and he would bring them on and he would interview them but he'd also do his party line where he would have like a round table discussions 
and things like that, which I really like that because I felt like as I'm listening to it, you get different point of views. And you you get different point point of views, but you also get the questions. You know, why, who, what, where. You know, like you. So you get like a really nice feel. You know, like yeah. as as I listened to it, I was really impressed with how, how he took the show. The party line even, thing was great, and he was even sponsored by uh, no dose caffeine pills, which yeah. I find interesting. <laughs> Stay awake and listen to the show. Yeah, that's when all the freaks come out at night. Yep. Freaks so Neville himself was born June eleventh, nineteen eleven, in Chicago. Um, he was he, he he ended up moving to New York City late later in his life, which is where he became a uh, a radio guy. Um, but in his young, you know, he, he was a he was a high school dropout, dropped out yeah. in eight, eighth grade. Um, you know, he uh, ran away with the circus. A lot of people don't realize yeah. that. He actually was one of those people that literally That's ran away. That's awesome. I wish I could run away with the circus. Yep, he literally ran away um, <laughs> with the circus. Um, so he arrived at about 19 years old in New York where he got his first job at the Paramount Theater where he pursued a number of careers also in his, his adulthood where he was a freelance photographer, which we'll get into yeah. in a little bit because who he ends up marrying later on he ended up taking pictures of when he was young younger yes which is a great little i got a clip to play for that too so um cool story yes so he was also a photographer as well as that um he got the nickname long john neville because he was six foot four uh but he never weighed more than like 160 pounds he was was like like a a small skin he was yeah he was string bean (laughs) um so but he 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 never looked for a radio career until he was 43 years old which you think is pretty old to be trying to get in the radio but he did um i mean he has a great voice great good presence it's a radio voice uh, so in the mid '50s, he decided to go and uh, pitch this thing to WR, like we just said. It was also uh, later on; it was turning into some te- television stuff, but not as as much. Yeah. Um, WOR had about ten great years where he was on there, but then they started fading, and this is where he decided to look elsewhere mm-hmm. and go to, go to other stations. Network. And in fact, NBC managed to pay him in today's time. It would be about um, oh, what I hear. It was about like a million dollars a year in today's time to do ray radio if you like calculate it out but that's like without inflation and yeah. all that so it would probably be like four or five million he probably would so he would have been like in the, he was a huge radio per, 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 per personality for his time yeah um he was able basically to say i want this and i want that he was even the, the first radio person to use a uh delayed yes he disc had, yeah he type had. of thing where um, they would delay it so that the editors could cut stuff cut out, foul language out, to, and yeah. stuff. Because this was a party line, so people could call in and talk. So yeah. he was the very first one that censored stuff. Which yeah, I, I he thought censored was stuff. Neat. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of neat because you never know what people. Are we use that calling. everywhere now. I mean, we do. We award do. shows, the Oscars, you know, VMAs, TV, radio, it's, it's everywhere. Now. Yeah, it's, it's standard now. Um, now one of the so. In 1962, when he went to WNBC, which is an NBC affiliate, he was making $100,000 a year in that time. That's a lot of coin. Mm-hmm. But he did bring people along with him that worked for him. So he yeah. was able to do those things. Um, later on, he toward the end of his career, he went and worked for WMCA, which was, he worked there for them for 73 to 78 um, where he did like, it was basically the same, the same show. Mm-hmm. The problem with this was late in the, like the mid 70s he found out he had prostate can- cancer he already had heart disease and he had a lot of medical problems. yeah so in you know in uh he ended up dying in 1978 of, of prostate can- cancer um which Actually, is kind of sad and then um on his mutual network um slot was taken over by larry king which i thought was interesting after his death it was mm-hmm. taken over by larry king isn't that correct when you think about that right that's amazing and larry king's still kicking yeah <laughs> 
I mean, you just think about it, and it's it's amazing how you don't realize where certain people come from until you do like this research. That's why I love podcasting. You find out so much interesting stuff about people that you never thought you would learn. You know. And what I and I like, you know, we're people that talk about paranormal and weird and weird stuff on, on here. So you know. Um, being able to find other people that do the yeah. same thing, I just find it very so cool. So I bow to Nebel. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but it gets weirder with Nebel. And I'm going to play you a clip that you, it's, this is like a 10 minute clip, but I got to play it because it ties into Nebel and his, his marriage wife. to Candy Jones. Candy Jones. Have you seen this yet? No. This is also, okay, so this is on a uh, Dark Matter episodes with uh, John Noble Noble. If you guys all know John Noble, he has that great fucking deep voice. This show was on History Channel years ago, or Sci-Fi Channel, whatever it is. But um, I think it's definitely worth playing because it talks on... We've already talked about a lot of these tropes. So I think it's worth playing. And I give you guys a backstory on Neville and Candy Jones, his uh, pinup model. Yes. His, like, she was hot. His fourth wife, mind my, my yeah, you. Yeah, she was hot, He though. even had sexual affairs with his ward, who was, like, some, like, underaged... Uh, a lot of people did Japanese back then. Girl. They just stuck it wherever they could. <laughs> Alright, so here is this here. Check it out. Check it out. But first, meet a sex bomb super spy who believed she was a housewife. This goes into the greatest woman the other history. way around? Can two people inhabit the same body? Could you have a secret identity and not know it? Which one would be the real thing? Candy Jones. In the 1940s and 50s, she was one of America's most popular pinup girls. But she believed there was someone else living in her head. A personality created to turn her into a weapon. Who was the real Candy Jones? Candy Jones has just married her second husband, John Neville. When are the French going to discover the screw top? Candy's a former model. Neville is a popular New York radio host. It's a match made in celebrity heaven. They haven't been married long before John's new wife starts to exhibit mood swings that are sudden. Smells good, honey. Get your hand off me. I'm terrified. All right, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Darn it. How silly of me. During these episodes, Candy seems like a different person. Increasingly, Candy seems absent, as though in a trance. Candy? Neville is desperate to figure out what's happening to his wife. Relax, honey. Candy? Having learned about hypnotism from a guest on his late-night talk show, of course he did. Neville decides it might work on Candy. Hypnosis is a psychological process where you guide somebody into an altered state of consciousness. You quite simply distract the conscious mind. 
she quickly falls into a trance. You stay calm, don't relax, just, just listen to my voice. What's your name? My name is Arlene Grant. I work for the CIA. I'm an undercover courier, trained to kill and withstand interrogation and torture. When she comes out of her hypnotic state, Candy Jones is confronted with a recording by someone she has never heard of. What's your name? My name is Arlene Grant. I work for the CIA. I'm an undercover courier, trained to kill withstand interrogation and torture. Candy Jones is hypnotized repeatedly and gradually describes her induction 12 years earlier into the world of spycraft. So, uh, Arlene, how did you get involved with the CIA? I was completely desperate after my divorce. Broke. Two kids. This neighbor, he was an ex-military guy. He said I could earn some money just by delivering a letter to a man called Dr. Jensen. So I did. Coincidence? Miss Jones, please come on in. Pleased to meet you, Doctor. Gilbert Jensen, please take a seat. How do you do? Under hypnosis, Candy tells Nebel that Dr. Jensen worked for the CIA. So, have you traveled far today? Get up early to be here on time? Yeah, I expect you've had a long trip. And now you're feeling tired. Exhausted, ready to close those big blue eyes, ready to rest and go into a deep, deep sleep. Experiments with hypnosis really were going on in government agencies. The CIA ran a series of mind control programs from 1950 to the early 70s, all designed for mind control brainwashing. Okay, I'll just How strange, influence stranger control things. somebody's perception and behavior. In 1972, when Neville hypnotized Candy Jones, this information was still classified. Only a CIA insider would have known exactly. it. Is it possible Dr. Jensen turned Candy Jones into a brainwashed sleeper agent? The idea was certainly well known to the public, but only in fiction. A Manchurian Candidate. The first Manchurian Candidate came from the title of a book in which American POWs in Korea were captured and tortured by Chinese, and one of them was made into this programmed assassin without his knowledge. If this were more than fiction, it would have made Candy Jones the perfect Cold War secret agent. 
If you succeed in creating a real Manchurian candidate, well, the possibilities for you are almost endless. You could have a person who would be able to commit assassinations for you or do any other kind of important work like courier work. And if they get caught, you can just give them up. It's not a problem uh, because they themselves don't even know what they did. It's the ultimate tool for any spy agency. Could Dr. Jensen have created a second personality that stayed buried for 12 years until John Neville gets Arlene to break cover? This strange journey into the subconscious mind is about to uncover a whole new world of secrets. John Neville's beautiful wife, Candy Jones, has been keeping secrets from him. Honey? Get your hand off me. Leading a double life under an assumed name. My name is Arlene Grant. But he doesn't oh. think it's her deceiving him. He believes she's been subjected to top-secret mind control techniques. The CIA thought that hypnosis could be useful because of the idea of using a post-hypnotic suggestion. Now, a post-hypnotic suggestion is a trigger that leads to an unconscious action that's taken without question. Imagine you plant somebody in the Chinese government who thinks they're working for the Chinese government. They pick up the phone one day, they hear the words red dog, and this is a post-hypnotic suggestion that makes them act out some covert plan. The most powerful aspect about this hypnosis could be that the person would have no recollection of the hypnotic event. So even if they were interrogated, they would have no idea of what just happened. Candy Jones' alter ego, Arlene Grant, says she was trained in the use of explosives, Resistance to interrogation. Even to kill with her bare hands. Okay, that's enough. Okay. Excellent. These dramas are very good. The CIA really believed hypnotism could be powerful enough to make someone kill. The CIA did experiments on secretaries where they would be hypnotized and they would either deliver a document, retrieve a document, uh, transfer a bomb to another person, or even fire a gun at another human being. When I tell you to open your eyes, you will open. Open your eye. Open your eye. Yeah. Classified CIA accounts of brainwashed spies do match in some ways. Candy's alter ego, Arlene Grant. Arlene describes a mission in Taiwan in 1966. She was captured and tortured with electric prods. But Candy had no memory of her actions or her mission. Her captors eventually released her. Candy's husband is convinced by her story, but when they go public in 1976, few others are. Two years before Neville passed away. Some say it's not the CIA that programmed Candy Jones. 
just listen to my voice? John Neville himself, knowingly or unknowingly, may have planted false memories during hypnosis. But could the secret identity come from the depths of Candy Jones' own subconscious? Early in her marriage, Candy Jones started to show signs of a dissociative disorder. Sudden changes of behavior, quite dramatic changes of behavior, and amnesia for the period of different behavior. The name of Candy's alter ego, Arlene, is her own middle name. Arlene is also the name she gave to the imaginary friend she created when she was very young to help her cope with a traumatic childhood. Okay, young lady, you're gonna stay down there till you learn how to behave. Learn how to behave. Perhaps super secret agent Arlene Grant was not a creation of the CIA. Perhaps she was a split personality created by Candy herself to escape reality. But it's also possible both stories are true. Candy's split personality could have made her the ideal subject to create a spy who didn't even know she was a spy. A Manchurian candidate. The CIA was interested in multiple personality, which is dissociative identity disorder, because that's the building block for the Manchurian candidate. If you have somebody who's already dissociative, you can elaborate on that, expand on it, create various levels and layers and access codes, and then use the person in operations. It's a year after Nebel and Candy Jones reveal her story that the public learns of CIA mind control tests. Declassified documents seem to corroborate some aspects of her account. But none of the files mentions Arlene Grant. Two, one, hello. Or Candy Jones. Hi. How'd it go? You did good, yeah? How'd you feel? I feel better. Yeah? Yeah, I do. You look great. A pin-up girl leading a secret life as a secret agent, Arlene Grant. It's gone. Truth or fantasy? There you guys go. Oh, shit. Uh, I just found Plot that... Plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> I just found that cool because here I was researching Nebel, mm -hmm. and then it turns in, it ties into this Candy Jones who was possibly... MK Ultra mind control, yeah. which at the same time, like I don't I'm know. I'm fascinated with MK Ultra. Anything they do, and the fact that a lot of things seem to tie together. Now, once you do watch Stranger Things, it's all MK Ultra based. Yeah, every bit of it. Really, it's that sounds awesome. It's based in the like '83, which is 10 years after this. Yeah. So yeah, you'll really dig it, especially once you get to like five or six, like episode five or six, I'm where they really get into the to the uh, MK Ultra stuff. But going back to Nebel. I found this like this story was like a side story, but I found like like how it kind of, it, it, they said that this story kind of led to the format of his last couple of years on the well, show. Well, it, it totally did. It yeah. totally did. But just hearing that, like, okay, you got this guy on the radio that's talking about all this weird shit, mm -hmm. who just happens out of all the people in the world marries a girl who may or may not have been a mentoring candidate. Maybe slash it was CIA. all set up and she was meant to marry him. That's the thing. I, I start to think, like, okay, what if she was put there for a reason? Yeah. Like, what if she was, like, planted? I almost? mean, MK Ultra was known to use women. They mm -hmm. would they would have women 
pretend to be prostitutes. Yeah. Come in, have sex with, you know, people off the street and, and dose them with LSD and everything else. Yep. I mean, it's not uncommon. This is not new news. No, <laughs> and in fact, in, once you watch Stranger Things, like a lot of MKUltra stuff comes out. Like, it's all known... Like in the late 70s, early 80s, MK Ultra was, it was being, the beans were being spilled on it, being like, it really happened. Yeah, it really did. They, uh, it was a project, was it Climax? The one, one where, of they, them, yeah. where, yeah, they went and they did that. And then the bread poisoning with the Aragot poisoning, yeah. that even is weird. So, I mean, it all leads back to Jim Jones. And <laughs> it's, so I found this really, inter- I went into it just looking to research a radio host. Yeah. But I ended up finding out that there's all these little stories that tie in between. And I really in dig betwixt. that stuff. In betwixt. Yeah. Um, so they say that he died of prostate cancer. You mm-hmm. think he might have been murdered? Possibly, yes. Do you think they, like, implanted cancer into him? Could. What if Candy Jones implanted Maybe cancer into him? Because then saying. she died of cancer. I don't know. I didn't look at her death, but I did, you know, I did, I did not, I know she didn't die or she didn't live very long after him. I think four or five years. I did hear that, but I didn't know what she died of, but I did find cancer. I did find that pretty uh, interesting that the fact that see what's also interesting about Candy Jones is the fact that she had a passport. She held onto a passport that said Arlene Grant and it was her dressed up in a dark wig and and makeup. And she didn't know that she had this. She had this passport. Um, wow, she ended up living in 1990. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, she even actually, there's this is on file, she even wrote letters to her ter- attorney just in case she disappeared she did, unexpectedly. She did die of cancer in January 18th of 1990. Wow, she did. She was only 64. 19, I guess Neville died in 78, so she lived about 12 years after. That's yeah. Not, that's not extreme. But so there's documents where she wrote letters explaining all this and gave it to her attorney in, in case she died or was murdered or missing. Murder, murder. Murder, murder. Um, I don't know. I mean, she could very well be. I mean, but then again, she might be a split personality. Yeah. But at the time, World War Two and everything, I mean, they were doing anything they could to get intel and, and defeat, you know. So they... It's not unlikely that they wouldn't use... A pinup would be a perfect thing. They know her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was one of the top pinups of the World War II era. Yes, and in fact, I looked her up and was looking at pictures like, she's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. She had like that class. She's the pinnacle of pinup. Yeah. You know, she's, she's what... She's tall and... Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean... So... Could I... When I read the story, I was like, mm, it could be a possibility. She was MK Ultra Mind Control. It's not unlikely. Yeah, I definitely think. The government did some crazy fucking shit. I mean, they introduced syphilis into people. I mean, (laughs) they've done stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, So I'm going to to find one of these shows that I like uh, that Neville did, like a full episode and post it out on our feed. Um, later on this week, but I, because I really think every a lot of people need to watch this. Like here, I'm gonna play the intro to one he did with Arthur C. Clarke because I Arthur C. Clarke was just one of these people that it was just very fascinating to listen to, and I think you guys will get a kick out of it. I just love his radio style. Like check it out. I'm only gonna play like a little bit. Of this is Long John with the party line. We're around from midnight to 5:30 six mornings. I guess where he says how long they are. During that time, we have the pleasure of talking with many interesting people, and of course, on Mondays we get started about one, and we continue right through to 5:30. 37 oh, and a half hours a week. 37 and a half hours. With interesting people. I think some of you people remember that the other night I mentioned on the program that we would be talking. Tonight, to a gentleman who gave a lecture 
at the New York Center. Now we'll let it play in the background while I talk. But one of the interesting things I found with him was, so I was listening to people who worked with him. And one thing he said that um, he he was a scan reader, so he could read a book in like a day. Yeah. He could read like a 500-page book in a day. So he so he had ways to go about and interview these people. Because he didn't know a lot of And there's a difference between intellect and education. Yeah. So, I mean... You can be smart and not graduate high school. And you can be fucking stupid with no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people graduate college that are fucking morons. Yeah, fucking idiots. So, it's all about how you go about it. Yeah. So, Neville might have dropped out of high school, but he wasn't a dumb person. He was very he well-read. Um, he would research these topics immensely beforehand. But one thing he did, he was... Um, he never liked to, like, try and make fun of, pee, of pee people. If he had somebody on that said they could float, he would never, like, make fun of them because yeah. whatever. He would ask, you know, how well He would just be like, why, explain yeah. to me. Explain to me your sense. He wanted to know. He was curious. He yeah. was open-minded. He wanted, you know, we all want to believe in magic. Yeah. So he was just one of those guys that would just listen to common sense and follow from there. So later on this week, I'm definitely going to post up a... Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, his show on WOR was handed over to James Randi. James Randi, who later went on to do a lot of cool stuff. And, in fact, James Randi's stuff hasn't been released to the public yet. A lot of his... his yeah, his, um, he, his was, he was known as a skeptic, but he didn't like that term. He was also known as a debunker, mm-hmm. but he didn't like that term either. Um, he was a magician, a writer, and a skeptic. He was frequently on um, Neville's show. Yeah, he kind of proceeded for Ned and Neville when, yeah. ne- when Neville left... Um, and you know he, he's even interesting. I was looking into him yeah, too. Yeah, he's like a topic, and he was one of the guys who came after Nebel. Ne- Nebel was the one who started it, and yeah. then people from there came from there. So it's great. I love it. It is, and to like go back and listen to that stuff, I just think and, and that, like we're still interested into it today. You know, and I listen to that stuff. It's still topics. Yeah, we, it's, it's still, still relevant. relevant. <laughs> it's still it's still topics we talk about today. It's still stuff that today we still have the same questions we had or he had 35, 40 years yeah. ago, we still have those same questions today. So I I just found this a really cool, interesting, compelling little topic. I thought topic. it was really interesting. And I've been, like, listening to a lot of Neville shows. And like I said, I'm going to post one up for you guys. i got to find one that I really think is, because I don't know if people are going to go out there and, like, search for him. So I'm going to find one that I really think yeah. is worth listening to. And then post it up there. So there you go. Yeah. You got anything else on Neville? No. I, I found the whole Candy Jones stuff very interesting. Yeah, it, it added into the story. Now I don't know if maybe because I mean people who do get hip, hypnosis, you know, they can be more open to suggestion. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't really see him making her into a CIA agent. No, I think <laughs> I, I think those seeds I mean, were already playing it before him. Yeah, I think that yeah. something was already there. Whether it be her psychosis or MK Ultra, something was already there before mm-hmm. they got married. So totally, I don't believe that he implanted anything into her mind, into yeah. her subconscious. I don't think so either. I so, think it's interesting. I mean, she knew a lot about stuff that wasn't released until years later. Yes, <laughs> and names. Yeah, names. See, uh, you can know information. You can guess that information. Sometimes get right. There's even names, a, a voicemail recording hard. that uh, was on her answer machine, and they said it's. They thought, like, they decrypted it, and um, they said, hey, it's, you know, it's Cynthia waiting for your airplane, you know, to... Because she would disappear mm-hmm. for times, and she was be, she would be like, well, I Well, supposedly, that's kind of what ended her first marriage, is nobody... She would disappear for, like, a week at a time. Yeah, and not explain anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think she even told Neville that when they got married, that she would have to disappear and not tell him. So, mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff going on. Juju. A lot of juju. A lot of juju. (laughs) 
So, uh, you got anything else on Nebel, or are we done? No, that's it. That's We're all done. I got. All right, so look out for a YouTube video we just shot today. I'm going to get that up. I'll probably post that up tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, which will be the same night you get this podcast. So uh, Tuesday night it'll be out. Um, next week, do we have a topic for next week? Did you, do you have anything, or do you want to talk? We'll, we'll talk yeah, about we'll that talk about it after the show. Uh, go find us all over the place. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. XEXperience.com. Um, go look We're at on us so many networks. Over there, yes. Just love us. We're in process on talking about the uh, Living Dead Festival yes. in Evan City, Pennsylvania, which we're thinking about going up there. Uh, so look out for more information about that. I'm stoked if we go. Yes. Make sure, you, make sure you go check out uh, ZombieCast, Knuckleballer Radio. I was just talking to Sean uh, the other day. Uh, good dude. Uh, Normie, I was talking to her last night. Go check out all those podcasts. Uh, Zombie Radio Network. There's a bunch of podcasts over there. Man yes, Cave Musings with Rick, who's on there. Go check them all out. I think I think you guys. Bryce will... at Exology. Yup. <laughs> go check out my boy Bryce. I was talking to him last night. They did their 100th episode last night. I was oh, trying to congrats. get on there, but as you know, you saw up front, we've had these plate problems. Yeah. I couldn't. I I, I couldn't get yeah, it was over there. Gross. So. Um. There's actually a song that I want you to play. Okay, because I was going to play the Rick Ross Suicide Squad song. Oh, no. But if you want to play um, something else. Hold on one second. Keep talking. Uh, but, yeah, go like. Uh, you can go find me, uh, Twitter, Untapped, Instagram, on MikeyXD9, on everything you look up. Uh, just go like, follow me, share me, do whatever you want. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm available. I'm BeckersX3 at AWOL.com or GidgetLynn. Um, just email me. Just email me. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me a review. Tell me I'm annoying. It's okay. I don't care what people <laughs> say about me because you know what? Next week I'm gonna be right back here again. Damn it! Where is it? Well, what what is it? It's a song. By who? Okay, just tell me by, and I'll start looking. It's about it up. Candy Jones. So let me look up Candy Jones song. Yes. I bet it comes up like first thing. It better. It's probably Christina Aguilera, Candy Man. <laughs> I love that song. MK Ultra, CIA's control, Candy Jones. No. Maturing candidate clip. No. Candy Jones. No. Techno Mind Control Candy Jones. Hold on. Johnny Horton Candy Jones. It's, uh, uh, no. Candy Jones by Darling Violetta. What the fuck? I had it on. I thought I wrote it down. Hardball. Mind Control Candy Jones. I don't know what the fuck that is. There's a lot of stuff. So, Hold on. Huh? Look, I just found this one. It says, his warm chocolate spunk is what nerdy blonde Candy Jones craves. What the fuck? I don't know. It's on YouTube. That's what just what shows up. All right, anyway, uh, do me a favor. Why don't you guys all go die in the fucking fire? Cause I don't give a shit. Hey, that's not fucking nice. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a nice person. I know. So I see matter. that. I see his real side, y'all. His real side. His real side, y'all. I like beat people and like throw yeah, people across rooms. I'm, like, I'm like chairs. Yeah, I, I did throw a chair <laughs> last a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, uh, die in the fucking fire. Yeah. Uh, peace out, Brussels sprouts. Love y'all. All right, later. <laughs>